Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of Old Men Know Stuff. Uh, this is episode 17. I trust that you are enjoying uh, these. We sure enjoy uh, preparing them before the Lord for you. And look who I got with me today. Hello. Happy to be here. It's my gorgeous wife, Sheila, and uh, far better half. Um, uh, I hope you're sharing these with people. I'm getting some good reports, some interesting reports of the Lord speaking through people, uh, a lot of people that I know, uh, and that's wonderful and fulfilling. But uh, make sure let them know we're on uh, where? Podcast everywhere? Podcast everywhere. YouTube, if you want to watch the video. Yeah, we're, he's everywhere. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to have a special program. It's called Help, I'm Stressed Out. Help I'm, me today. help, I'm stressed out. Now, this one affects all of our lives, so I think you'll want to walk in. But we have wonderful guests with us. Let's introduce them right now. Brian and Kristen. Hey, Dan and Sheila, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Uh, Brian and Kristen are pastors of a new and extremely flourishing uh, church here in North Tampa uh, called Palm City Church. And what's your what's your web address? Uh, PalmCityChurch.com. There we go. And uh, they are really, really uh, blowing and going evangelistically, as they say. But I uh, have to interrupt right here. Oh, I love these people. I am telling you, I am so excited about what they're doing for the Lord. It is incredible. We, you know, we've we've been in, in and out of a lot of churches and ministries over the years. But you guys, you are something special. They are truly gifts to the kingdom of God. So I encourage you to, if you're in the Tampa area, Palm City is the place to be on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., no, 9.30 and 11 a.m., right? I told Danny, we are going to stop going out of town so much because I miss <laughs> being in church on Sundays. Wow, so, we love that. They are something. So if you're not in the Tampa area, YouTube, wherever you can catch them. I promise it is well worth your time. You'll be blessed. Uh, real quick, before we get into the topic of uh, that touches everybody, help, I'm stressed out. Right. You, 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 were, you were out of uh, Chris Hodges' loins in uh, Church of the Highlands, right? Yes, sir. We spent 15 years of our life in that house. And um, really, of course, um, it's kind of like Onessa Forrest, how he said, he was so thankful to God, of course, but uh, Paul said of Vanessa Forrest, he was so thankful how he came by in his time of need and refreshed him in the Lord. And uh, Pastor Chris and Church of the Highlands has been so instrumental in helping us understand relationship over religion and trained us in ministry, gave us a lot of opportunities we didn't deserve and uh, weren't qualified for, but uh, helped us fulfill the call of God on our life and really was the foundation of launching us into uh, what we're getting to do today for the kingdom, and that is create a new life-giving church uh, in an area maybe that uh, could use one. Um, I've met a lot of people. We've we've met a lot of people uh, over forty-eight years in the, in this way, if you will. And um, you know when somebody's got the goods, and I'm telling you, people that uh, Brian and Kristen take the Word of God very seriously. I know Brian puts in extensive time, and I know what that means. 
to bring forth something that is profitable to other people's spirits. What, uh, before we get into I'm stressed out, what do yeah. you guys have you, are you finding out has been the most challenging in starting out a new venture? That's a great question. Um, mm -hmm. You want to? Well, I think it's just for me personally, and I'll let Brian speak for himself. I think it's just, you don't know what you don't know. We have right. never done this. We've been privileged to see it done in a different context and participate and partner with God on that level. But when you step out of that boat, you are, you are out. So everything becomes an opportunity to either walk in fear or walk in faith. And, um, you know, 20 months in, it's just reconfirming over and over again that God is up to something good and we can put our trust in him. But that is easier said than done on every level. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree. I, um, Florida is not the Bible Belt. It's kind of where we were born and raised. And so uh, there's some great people here, but really you're getting a taste of the entire nation, the entire country of America right here in one city. And so you want to celebrate, meet people where they are. Um, they all have a foundation and an experience, both just in life and also spiritually. Uh, you're trying to honor and then bring unity and, and put us all together, celebrate our differences and bring us under the name of Jesus. <clears throat> which is where we have commonality and where we have growth. And right. so I think it's such an art where you really need God to help you in how to do that and how to bring different people groups and, mm -hmm. and from different communities with different experiences together under uh, that one name. So I, I kind of like, like Kristen, I enjoy the challenge. I think yeah. a, a lot of times we avoid the very things God has presented to us as an opportunity for growth and fulfillment. And I think a lot of times we stay on the sidelines or stay in the, in the place of comfort thinking that's what we want, but living with an emptiness and living with an unfulfillment where God is calling us out of that boat onto the miracle working power of walking on water. And the challenge of that is, hey, keep your eyes on Jesus. But, it, but if you'll go with it, it is the most fulfilling place to live your life is just trusting Jesus to bring you to places you never thought you could. So for all Christians uh, watching right now, and especially ministry and pastoral leaders, watch this. Um, Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah. Paul was a tent maker. And yeah, what did yeah, you two yeah. do also to supplement while you're starting off as pastors in this wonderful growing church? Yes. Yeah, so when we moved uh, in the pandemic, um, the summer of 2020, what a great time to plant a church. Uh, we were really trusting God's timing and just waiting on him to open those doors and to set that timeline that he called us to. So we came in faith. Uh, we knew kind of big picture what God has brought us to, but we had a lot of details to flesh out and a lot of things that God, we found out, wanted to do in our hearts that we didn't know. And so during that time, I was running Amazon groceries. Um, praise God for Amazon. Uh, I'm so thankful when they show up at our house now to probably deliver something for the church because we spent a good season running the streets of this city, really praying for the city as we did, getting to know it, just delivering the things that we now are ordering for the ministry uh, that we're a part of. And Kristen uh, was a part of SHIP. She was doing groceries for SHIP. Just So we were just trying to meet people's needs in a very practical way. Um, and then we were just hoping as we would pray over their food or whatever they delivered, leave them on the door. Lord, give us a chance. If these wonderful people don't have a church home, maybe we can. Wow be a part of their lives spiritually one day and just um, such an odd 
season really but you know seeing that god's even in those things that we think yeah. are unspiritual or uh not profitable or productive god uses those moments too yeah it's interesting to see how he brings every part of your journey to the table and gives you what you need for your next leg of the journey so brian's yeah. a farmer's kid i grew up my dad and mom owned a pest control business so we just we learned <laughs> sales by trade and just by a lot of hands-on and he was in wealth yeah. management for years and I was in pharmaceutical sales well before we stepped into ministry. I always say we kind of like backdoored ourselves into ministry. Right. So when we got here shipped and Amazon just seemed like a new fun adventure where we could apply all that. And it's amazing to see how God used every one of those facets yep. because we use those on the daily now right. in order to minister to people. Well, Body of Christ, these people take good care of you both online at uh, at their YouTube channel or in person. I encourage you to do that, or as they say, uh, on online or on site on campus. Let's get yeah. to, uh, get to uh, I'm I'm help. I'm stressed out, uh, Brian. Right. This, is, this is came out of your loins. I want to make sure I give tribute to where tribute should be. Uh, you you went through it quickly. Uh, people uh, watching. Uh, Fifty-five percent of Americans are under stress. Thirty-five uh, yeah. percent uh, only in other countries. Eighty uh, percent right. stress is affecting their relationships. Sixty percent say it's affecting their sleep. And uh, uh, Gen Zers are saying uh, they're under double stress because they're unprepared for adulthood. Wow! There you go. And uh, women are saying they're under under stressed, uh, Kristen, because yeah, body image. Uh, comparison all the things and the, the households that they take care of and all the roles that they fill in this new modern society and uh, uh it leads to health issues and uh right. yeah uh, anxiety unnecessary anxiety and and right. uh as i said right before i brought you on it affects all of us uh we're not we're not sitting here saying we're immune to it are you guys immune to it no church planning can be stressful <laughs> It's the pace that we're running at at all times, especially in, in this hour in the body of Christ. I wanted to call, uh, cover three points, Brian, that you brought up about yeah. the dangers of stress. Danger number one. Uh, I think, you know, spiritually speaking, it lowers your resistance to temptation. So, so the Bible um, is there to strengthen us. We're strengthening community. But the more stress, which I define as an outside force applying pressure. So you can't even control all the stress that's coming at you necessarily. Now, it would be wise not to take on unnecessary stress, as you mentioned, with our pace. And we can talk a little bit about that. But one of the biggest factors is when I'm under a lot of pressure, when you're under a lot of pressure, we have this need to find relief. And a lot of times... Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be that relief for us, God's presence. But at the same time, we're under such great amounts of pressure. We start looking to generic forms of relief that may have severe consequences. It could be substances. It could be uh, different types of addiction. It could be pornography. It could be overeating. It could be something seemingly as innocent as playing too much video games or just endless strolling on our phones, just in an effort not even to do the the thing we're doing, it's to find some sense of relief from the weight and the pressure. So, we, so we, we become a target. We become a target and, and we just, we, we can't do what James 4 says. And that is 
submit yourselves to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. We, we end up folding under that pressure, and the enemy ends up having his way with our life and our faith and our marriage and our parenting, and we can find ourselves in trouble. Danger number That's two. It. Danger number two, uh, Brian and Kristen, you said was emotions become inconsistent. We, right. we get outside of our own where we should be. Yeah, we, we just get in a hurry, and the Bible says that haste makes waste that when we live our lives in a hurry, a, a lot of times we miss the moments that God ordained. We, we miss these divine intersections. We're so focused on the task, even if it's a good task. I'm reminded of Jesus when he was on his way to heal someone is when we get the story of the woman with the issue of blood, that Jesus had this pace that even though he was focused and had something that he needed to accomplish that had kingdom emphasis, he still allowed himself to be inconvenienced. And sometimes the greatest miracles happen when we allow ourselves to be inconvenienced. Uh, the challenge is the stress creates our emotions and we just feel all over the place. We're yelling at people on the highway. And, and, and as soon as the light turns green, we're laying on the horn. Uh, we lose our patience at home. Um, our kids become a nuisance instead of a joy. And, it just really has these implications that we don't even like. We don't, we're not even happy with what's happening, but we're so flustered. We don't know what to do. I think the key word there is centered, how uh, mm -hmm. Jesus stayed centered. Uh, great. <laughs> he had a pipeline to his father. Uh, but secondly, right. how, how do you guys stay centered? Ooh, well, practically speaking, yeah. One, yeah. I mean, this, this man gets up every morning and sits out on this, precious ports we have and he gets right into the word of God. And then when we hit the ground running from there, one way we stay centered as a couple is to be on the same schedule and timeline. Because I think sometimes we allow a lot of things into our schedule and we don't communicate and it just right. it creates a stress bomb that just explodes. So it's constant communication. Um, and then really evaluating what we allow in our life. Um, because I think a lot of times we just overcrowd our schedules and then you eat the fruit of that when you are totally chaotic. And right. um, so that's one thing we do. And then we make sure to spend time together and and just really um, evaluate where we are psychologically, mentally, spiritually, right. physically. We're constantly evaluating those things to right. see what we need to bring back into alignment. So that's so that's so good. I, I, I think um, there's really two ways to address it. And one's not better than the other but the strength comes when you really embody the two and that is prevention or treatment so i can't i can't prevent every level of stress jesus said it's it's coming the anxieties of life you got got to watch out they'll they'll close in on you the bible says like a trap which the word there is a noose to where you lose your breath it almost feels like you're choking i, I i'm i'm losing my sense of centeredness and my, losing my sense of wherewithal. And so how do we prevent that? I think we have to do things internally in our soul and our spirit, reading God's word, cultivating the presence of God, creating time to stay connected with who I'm running this race with my life's partner, my wife. But at the same time, understand that I, no matter how much we prevent it, we can't prevent it all. And then when it does come, hopefully, what's on the inside is what I want uh, right. because what's on the inside is coming out when that pressure comes. Right. And unfortunately, and fortunately stress is a revealer. It's a revealer of what's on the inside. So God will even use 
sometimes the ugly things that come out of us under stress to show us where we still need more of him. And, and number three on that danger uh, was uh, God seems distance, which, which uh, we can't hear his voice when we're under stress. And we, yeah. you know, that's why I asked you, how do we stay centered so we can hear? And one of the ways uh, we address that is that you said that we survey or check the weights so that yeah. check, our, check the weights that are preventing us from, from uh, uh, to combat this stress. Can you go into a little bit more de uh, detail? Yeah, I think it's just this idea of um, so so many things in our life are are there from God. It's amazing how even even uh, ourselves we will pray away the very thing God has allowed into our life to form us spiritually into the person He's trying to allow us to be, and we blame it on the devil and we rebuke yeah. it and 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 sometimes I think we have to discern what those things are. And we have to go, is this God or is this just good? Now, there's a lot of good things we can do, but sometimes uh, the enemy of, of good is not necessarily bad. It's just things that don't align with our purpose. And so what we do oftentimes is we kind of have some dashboards that we monitor in our life. And every 30 or 60 days, we'll just sit down together and see how we're doing in these areas. So in other words, check your weights, survey your weights. Yeah. Don't just go through life, evaluate your life, evaluate your experiences. And as God called us to a new season where what we were doing no longer has the benefits in this next season. And so we need to reorder and reposition. There's certain things that you should never take out of your life, but some things are seasonal. And so I think we have to understand how many kids sports are we playing? How, how go, on, um, go on, Brian, go on. How many activities have we said yes to? that are good, but they're not necessarily God's call on our life. And that's why we're exhausted. Totally. We, we say it this way, burnout doesn't come from too much activity. Burnout comes from too much of the wrong activity. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's really good. I think one thing I was just reading this little quote and it said, the question is not if we can do something or if we should do something, the question really should be, is it worth doing? Yes. That's really right. And you I know, think Philippians that's four, a, yeah. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 ends up talking about the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think mm. that's what we're all after right. at the end of the day. But we forget that the first part of that book is because in every situation, present your request with prayer and petitioning. And I think we, we want to say yes to everything and even the seemingly good things. And right. we want that peace that comes from that, but we, we fail to forget that that comes through running that through God first. Yes. Yeah, good. And um, so we have a tendency to go through that backwards when really that's what he's saying. We have that filter. So we're not going in 50 different directions. We're going in one direction and that creates momentum and sustainability. Uh, I have a question. Like, how how do you, as pastors, Kristen? I shared with you about the couple that we met, and my heart's just breaking for them. Situation they're going through. How do how do you guys know how much of your energy and attention to give to a certain situation? Because you have so many demands as pastors. Yeah, that that's a, that's a great question. I think prayers a filter for that. Um, I, I think knowing your assignment, um, I, I can't, Paul said, I try to be all things to all men so that by all possible means I may win a few. 
So we don't over, we don't try to be over selective. We know that our job is to pour our life out like a drink offering. And, and we don't want to take anything back to heaven. God put in us to leave on the earth. That's right. And, and so we don't overly filter of, Oh, I, I need rest. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm above that. No, we want to be all things, but we also know that God wants a return. In the parable of the talents, we see the person that preserved what God gave them and brought it back, probably in perfect condition. Jesus called him wicked. Yeah. And so we understand that God wants a return on the investment that he's put deposits in all of us. That's that right. He expects not perfection, but he does expect progress and a return. So I think when we can evaluate, you you sometimes don't know that on the front end. So you have to kind of just kind of be in those environments and doing those things. And then I think God allows it to narrow in the focus to where you can see, I, I get a good kingdom rate of return right. when mm -hmm. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And though I can do this, this person that God has sent me in our church really is better than me at it. And it's probably a blessing for them. And it's a blessing for me and my marriage is better and my kids are better when I'm not trying to do everything, but I, I see the call of God on the people's lives that God has sent us. And I empower them to have a part of, of this blessing and what God's doing in all of our lives. So I think it's yeah, both. Ends. No, I think I was just going to say that same thing. I have to ask practically speaking, cause I'm a female I'm like you. I just want to connect to everybody. So I constantly have to say, God, is this for me? Or is this for someone else to accomplish your purpose through them? Sorry, guys. I, I think that's such a God has blessed me with the most tiny ears you have ever seen. <laughs> not like it literally does not like these. Um, yeah. So I just ask that. And I think that helps me because I want to do it all. And then my stress comes from, do, trying to do it all in my own strength and yeah. thinking it's God, but it's really just me not filtering. Can I connect this person or this situation to someone maybe a that has authority over this situation, um, and God can use them in a better way than me. And then, and then a lot of times I will take it on because I'm just passionate about doing that. And then, and, and then I end up being stressed out and crazy. And there's a there's a quote that says the wisdom of life consists in the elimination of the non essentials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what we like to do is when we evaluate our life, we we got two lists. We've got good things and God things, and we're trying to say, is this essential to what God has called us to do? And some of those things are first our marriage. We can't sacrifice our marriage or our family on the altar of ministry. So um, if something is combating date night or for us date lunch, we've got more energy at lunch and we got built in babysitting with school. So praise cool. God. Cool. Um, but if something's coming against that on a consistent basis, then, then it's just not going to get our attention. And I think a lot of times our lives are so stressed because we're living out of order. We're living out of the design God has for us. And it's in those places we lose our covering and we exposed ourselves to the vulnerability of undue stress. So in this world, we're going to have tribulation, but, yes, sir. but be of good Take cheer. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've overcome the world and I put that my spirit inside you. And I, I've always say the peace of God in anything is the umpire. It's the mm -hmm. goal line. That's good. I always say the peace of God's the umpire. You got peace. It's pretty cool. Everything's yeah. pretty cool. Amen. Uh, Pastor Brian and 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 Kristen, uh, we're coming up to the end of our time here. I want to. I'm cognizant of people 
unfortunately, yeah. or in their car is listening and they want to get to the work and finish and they don't want to pick it back up. Um, right. I thought we've, I think we've brought some wonderful things uh, to people. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to do this again. Because oh. I, I think it could be so. <laughs> well, Let's maybe, keep it going. Yeah. We yeah, love you guys. But I want to, I want to make sure I give them the, the, the credit or the applause that's due them. Uh, you guys are amazing. Um, I can't uh, give you enough credit and tell the people that are watching that are listening uh check them out you'll be glad you did they put their heart soul into it and their heart and soul into you and uh that's what pastors should do uh over the sheep uh pastor brian uh would you pray real quick for uh, before we leave this air for the people and, the, and uh how they can connect with the lord yeah father we thank you um for every listener, Lord, every uh, ear that's hearing these words of encouragement, hearing your words, your scripture. We pray for every dad who's under the weight of the world uh, financially and just feels the pressure to provide and protect and lead. And God, even for the husband that feels empty now, leading on empty, I pray that there's a refreshing that comes to him today, right there in that car, right there at that desk as he's made time to pause the emails. Lord, bless him. I pray for every mother or every wife, every uh, employee, every employer, um, every grandparent, uh, every new parent. Lord, no matter what, every college student, maybe at USF or some college that's just going through it, they've just got so much weight and it feels debilitating and it feels like it's going to crush them. But we thank you, Lord, that we may be pressed, but we are not crushed, Lord, that yeah. you can take anything in us, Lord, a mustard seed of faith, and you can help us survive and grow and strengthen. So, Lord, we ask for internal strength through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and solidify our faith, solidify our relationships. And we pray that we would be able to see God and embrace tough seasons, knowing that these tribulations come, but God uses hard things to make us stronger. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And so thank you for a resilience and a grit to run our race with perseverance. You've called us to run and not grow weary. And I pray God that we would run by knowing what to keep in our life and what to eliminate. Give us wisdom. We ask you for it. We pray that we would have discernment to know that which you've called us to and that our yes would be yes and our no would be no. We give you thanks for this grace in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, we Amen. do. We sure have enjoyed having uh, Brian and Kristen Bagwell of the great uh, Palm City Church in, in Tampa, Florida. Check them out. You guys are a blessing to us and to the Thank body you, of Christ. And, and your best days are by far ahead of you. Uh, Amen. So proud of you guys. Thanks for being with us on Old Men Know Stuff. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennowstuff.com.